All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. And uh, with all the technical difficulties we had last night due to a malfunction of my hotspot, which I think I have resolved permanently. Uh, I guess there's no such thing as a permanent resolution to any problem, Dan, right? <laughs> uh, things can yeah. always go wrong at any moment as life as life teaches us, it can go wrong any minute. But according to all my indicators, and uh, I'm your captain flying in a spaceship that uh, who knows where it's going, <laughs> right? A good ship, Eurofolk Radio. And uh, all my settings and indicators are saying we are live and good to go. Uh, this is Genesis to Revelation. Today is July 1st, 2023. And this is the 4th of July weekend, uh, celebrating what? I'm not sure. Uh, all those wars we've had really didn't accomplish anything for freedom, liberty, and justice for all, right? As uh, supposedly we've been told. But we know better. We're Jew savvy here at Eurofolk Radio. And we know that everything in the world is constructed to favor the Jews and not uh, not humanity, or especially not the white race. So in any case... We stopped at uh, Psalms 53 last week, and we're going to start over with it again because uh, I recall that Paul had said something very similar, and I traced down the verse that he uh, cites, Psalm 53, from, and that's in Romans chapter 3. But first, we're going to start all over with Psalm 53, and I turn it over to you, Dan. Okay, Psalm 53. To the chief musician upon Mahalath, Mashal, a psalm of David. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them is gone back. They are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There were they in great fear, where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him that encamps against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God has despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were to come out of Zion. When God brings back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Yes, very good. Okay, so I last week when we were doing the show, it, it occurred to me that Paul had said something very, very similar in his writings. And so I had a chance to trace down the verse, and it's actually Romans 3, 10 or 12. But let me uh, start with Romans 3, 1, and I think this sheds a little light on what Paul is actually trying to say here in Romans 3, 1. Much of Paul's writings tend to be obscure, especially for Judeo-Christians who don't realize that we Caucasians are the Israelites of Yahweh and not the Jews, okay? So, let's, uh, and here he basically repeats the words of David in Psalm 53, Romans 3, 1. What advantage then hath the Judahite, not Jew, it says Jew in your King James, or what profit is there of circumcision? 
much uh, every way chiefly because that unto the Judahites were committed the oracles of God. For what if some, uh, some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God with, uh, without effect? Well, I would think it would be a major problem for Judahites and Israelites who no longer believe, right? They would have to have a conversion back to the true faith. God forbid. Yea, let God, or Theos, well, let me see what the word is here in uh, the Greek. Yeah, it is Theos. Theos, meaning uh, the supreme deity is what it means, the supreme deity. Let, and I'll just substitute Yahweh. Let Yahweh be true, but every man a liar. Okay. A very famous verse. In fact, Psalm 53 was one, started with one of the most famous verse. Uh, could you repeat uh, that first verse in Psalm 53, please? To the chief okay. musician upon Mahalath, Mashals, a psalm of David, the fool saith in his heart, there is no God. Yeah, the fool saith in his heart, there is no God. It's one of the most famous verses out of Scripture, right? And uh, it says, so Paul is kind of uh, saying the same thing. Uh, have we Israelites become unbelievers? Well, way too many of us have. Uh, uh, the, f the fact is most Judeo-Christians think they're believers, but they're believing the wrong stuff. They're, leaving, they're believing in that Jewish Jesus, not the Adamic Jesus. Right, So we've got a long way to go to convert our people back to the true faith, which they have lost in the last hundred years, Okay, since the perversion, the C.I. Schofield perversion of Scripture uh, was published by the Rothschilds. Okay, so he says, Does their unbelief make the faith of Yahweh without effect? God forbid. Yea, let Yahweh be true, but every man a liar, as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. I think he's referring here to Psalm 53. And when we get to the later verses, it's absolutely the case. He's referring to Psalm 53. Verse 5. But if our righteousness commend the righteousness of Yahweh, what shall we say? Is Yahweh unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. Okay, he's talking about the vengeance Yahweh takes against uh, unbelievers and evildoers. God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? Okay, meaning that the law has to be in effect. Otherwise, there is no standard by which to judge the world. That that makes sense to you, Dan? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. how could the law ever be done away with? That would right. mean that, that it's okay to... to to murder, rape, steal, um, and sin is defined as transgression of the law. So if yeah. there's no law, then there's no sin. And if there's no sin, then what are we here for? I mean, what are we being tested for, you know? Yeah, right. Uh -huh. Yeah, there is no test. If, if, sin is, if sin is acceptable, then there is no test necessary, right? Okay. Right. So let me repeat verse 6. And this is basically what Paul is trying to say. I have a feeling that the translators... Just botched this one terribly because they already were uh, uh, non-believers in the law, right? They already believed that the law has been done away with. I'm referring to the King James uh, Translation Committee. But then he says, God forbid, for then how shall Yahweh judge the world? For if the truth of Yahweh hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, in other words, if I'm telling lies, and that abounds to his glory, there's something wrong, 
why yet am I also judged as a sinner? Yeah, we are, we are constantly being judged for our sins, whether we like it or not, or whether we believe it or not. Romans 8, and not as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil. Well, that's what the antinomians say today. It's okay for us to do evil because the law has been done away with. So yeah. that good may come? Seriously? Whose damnation is just? Okay, he's saying their damnation is just those who say, let us do evil. Okay? And he, I hope that clarifies the, what he's trying to say in Romans 3.8. Because the King James Translation Committee didn't do very good here. All right? Romans 3.9. What then? Are we better than they? Well, those of us who had the law committed to us, okay? No, in no wise, for we have before proved both Judahites and dispersed that they are all under sin, okay? We're all judged by our own sins. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one so when he says, as it is written, he's referring to the Old Testament, specifically to Psalm 53, where David says exactly the same thing. And in Romans 3.11, there is none that understand, and he's still paraphrasing Psalm 53, there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after Yahweh. And that's been the state of our people for a long, long time. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. That's exactly what David says in Psalm 53. Okay? Very good. It's just more proof that Paul, in his sermons, is constantly referring to the Old Testament. And there's no way, shape, or form is Paul denying anything in the Old Testament. Okay? Back to you. Well, when the New Testament was written, there was no New Testament. That's right. <laughs> they, they referred to was the Old Testament. So Exactly, exactly. There, there's nothing else they could refer to. Right, yeah. Okay. Unless it's the Talmud. <laughs> All right. I don't think he's going to be referring to that. <laughs> no, no, he, he refers to it as the traditions of Eve, uh, the elders, uh, yep. evil stuff. Right. Okay. All right. Psalm 54. <clears throat> To the chief musician on Neganoth, Mashal, a psalm of David, when the Ziphims came and said to Saul, Doth not David hide himself with us? Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto my enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Yahweh, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. Hmm. Okay. And the word strangers... Okay. Let's see. Let me look at uh, it's Zur. Zur. Uh, yeah. Verse verse three for uh, against me and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set Yahweh uh, Elohim actually before them. Silah meaning pause. Think about this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah. So, uh, so he's referring to the Ziphims. Boy, I, I don't recall that word. Ziphims. Zephi. Zephi. Zephi, inhabitant yeah, or, of Zif. Okay, so it had to be a, a, a town of the, probably the Giants or the Rephaim or something like that. Or the yeah. Zuzim, right? The, the Zuzim, uh, that word's for, more familiar to me. Right. So please, Yahweh, hear our prayer. Take the Zifims away from us. Okay, we, <laughs> there's still too many of them around. All right, back to you. Okay. Chapter 55. Oh, okay. To the chief. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really behind you. I didn't realize you finished chapter 54. Okay. Yep. To the chief musician on Neganoth, Mashal, a psalm of David, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. <clears throat> Lo, then would I wander far off. And remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. <clears throat> Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. <clears throat> we took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them, and let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and Yahweh shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, and he that abides of old. Selah, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He has put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon Yahweh, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Amen. Amen. So he's uh, reminiscing about his betrayal, you know, by, uh, uh, I guess by Saul, or possibly by his own son, whose name escapes me at the moment. So uh, he uses the pit of destruction. He actually uses the word hell, 
earlier, Pit of Destruction Shakath. The Pit of Destruction, the Grave Pit, okay? So there is a place for uh, souls to go before they are judged, <laughs> okay? There's no doubt about that. And he uses the word hell. Which verse was that? That was... Do you recall? Oh, oh uh, actually, uh, Psalm 58, uh, 55, 8. Uh, I was reminded, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. I would hasten my escape from the windy city, other not otherwise known as Chicago, where all kinds of rioting has uh, taken place in recent months since my escape. They've had to shut down several Walmart stores because the blacks are, are you know, stampeding and destroying everything. And they just had another, how would I call it? What would you call it? It's not a sit-in. Maybe a bash in where a bunch of blacks on Michigan Avenue started jumping on cars and jumping up and down on the hoods and, and roofs of the cars, etc., etc. Uh, and nothing is done about it. Okay, that's the way the world is going, folks. That's the way America's mm-hmm. cities are going. Chicago is going to become just like Detroit very soon. All right. And so do you remember where the word hell was? In 15, verse 15. Verse 15, okay. Let, let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. Okay. For wickedness she- is in their dwellings and among them. Sheol, defined as Hades, or the world of the dead, as if a subterranean retreat, including its accessories and inmates, <laughs> grave hell pit. <laughs> now, this is a, a, an area where two seed liners and non-seed liners have clashed and still clash because the non-seed liners don't believe that there is such a thing as Hades. They think the grave is just death and uh, there's nothing else there, nothing else to see here. But uh, the Bible is very clear that there is an underworld. It's, it's Well, in fact, Hades is a variation of the word shade. Shade being the... Uh, English equivalent of uh, the uh, the demons, the, the demon, demonic figures that don't have a physical presence but uh, exist in the spirit, spirit form, okay? So shades and Hades are definitely related words in English anyway, so that uh, there is such a place. And Pastor Sheldon Emery was very, uh, mm. you know, very intransigent about the idea that there is no such thing as an underworld or spirit or demons. All evil just comes from the, the human, and especially, you know, the white people's of a failure to obey Yahweh's law. Well, that's partially true, but there's, there are spiritual demons, the entities that we don't see. They're all around us. And it's a whole, you know, our universe is multifaceted and what we see with our eyes and ears is just a small part of reality, a small part of reality, and you learn that as you go along reading the scripture. So uh, that's a major discrepancy between seed line and non-seed line. Okay, so I wanted to bring that up. So uh, I think definitely... um, the word uh, hell, when it's used in the Old Testament, usually comes from that Hebrew word sheol, and it means right. Hades. Whereas mm. in the New Testament, hell can come from the Greek word Hades which is defined okay. as a place of departed souls, which is right. Strong's yeah. Concordance, Greek word number 86. Yeah, and Paul defines uh, death as a form of sleep, which means that all the souls that have died 
uh, are still are still alive, right? They still exist. They haven't been destroyed as if there's nothing there. So that uh, and then uh, the it's Matthew chapter twenty five, where the souls of the dearly departed Israelites wafted up from their graves and announced to their embodied Israelite companions and and relatives, "Hey, the Messiah has risen." Don't you don't you know that the Messiah has risen? So where did these people come from? They came from the grave, folks. They came from the grave. All right, next chapter. All right. Chapter 56, right? Yeah, we're on 56. Yeah. To the chief musician, upon Jonath Elamarekan Kokim, <laughs> mixtum <laughs> of David, when the Philistines took him in Gath, be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are evil against me for evil. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger, cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In Yahweh will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. That's Adam. Thy vow are mm-hmm. upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, delivered. Yeah. Okay. Now, delivered here is uh, number 5337. Not Natsal. It's not uh, Mashiach, or it's not uh, Yeshua, which is salvation. Uh, thou hast delivered, which is Natsal, to snatch away, whether in a good or bad sense. So he he was saved. He was delivered uh, by uh, from death, snatched away from the jaws of death. Uh, by some act of Yahweh. And of course, in his case, that probably happened a thousand times. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Chapter 57. To the chief musician, Altasheth, Mictum of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusts in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire. Even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, 
and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed. O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Amen. Amen. Okay, now the word psaltery is very interesting, and uh, it's P-S-A-L-T-E-R-Y, which is actually a skin bag for liquids. Is that the uh, the, the windbag? Really? <laughs> no. Well, it, it goes on to explain how it becomes a, uh, a harp, or no, sorry, a lyre, a lyre, uh, based on the shape of this skin bag, right? But uh, when was the... Bagpipe invented. Any idea? I have no idea. Maybe is that it's what really it's referring to? Is it like a, I, a bagpipe? Well, the, listen to the definition here. A skin bag for liquids from collapsing when empty, hence a vase as a similar in shape when full. Also a lyre as having a body of like form, bottle, pitcher, psaltery, vessel, vial. Vial, like in violin. So... Wow, and it's Nebel. The word is Nebel. I'll bet they already had bagpipes in those days. I'd have to look up to see the history of the bagpipe. It would be very interesting. Okay, very interesting. All right. Chapter 58. Chapter 58. To the chief musician, Altashith, Mictum of David. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stops her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers. Charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Yahweh. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. As a snail which melts, let every one of them pass away, like the untimely birth of a woman, that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can fill the thorns, he shall take them away as a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Okay, so uh, this verse here before your pots can feel the thorns, that's got to be very obscure to anyone who reads it. So, uh, 55.18 is translated as pot. It 
is seer or sira in Hebrew, from a primitive root meaning to boil up, hot, also a thorn as springing up rapidly. So I guess the thorn springs up rapidly like water boiling. By implication, a hook, cauldron, fish hook, pan, hot, thorn. So a great variety of meanings for this word sirah. And so before the pots, so I guess the, the thorn bush, before the thorn bush uh, brings forth its actual thorns, I think what he's trying to say here. And thorns is a tod from an unused root, probably meaning to pierce or make fast a thorn tree, especially the buckthorn, a tod bramble thorn. So that's a very obscure language in English. I'm sure most people would have no idea what David is referring to here, but the variegated meanings of the Hebrew words show what he's trying to say. Okay, so from from reading these definitions, before your pots boil like and bring forth thorns, okay, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind. Yeah, we'll get rid of our enemies quickly before they can uh, throw their spears at us, uh, you know, afflict us with their thorns. Okay, all right. Chapter 59. Chapter 59. To the chief musician, Altashith, victim of David, when Saul sent, and they watched the house to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity, and save me from bloody men. For, lo, they wait, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Yahweh. Not for my transgender. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's a, that's a transgression also. Oh, you bet it is. Mm-hmm. What bigger slap in the face to Yahweh God yeah. than to change the sex that you were yeah, given oh, by him? Oh, man. Right. And there's no other creature on the face of the earth, including humans, that have the... Well, well there are some, uh, what do you call them, lizards that have been, you can, how should I put it, uh, well, with hormone therapy... <laughs> <laughs> right, and with, with certain drugs and and sometimes certain natural compounds alter the sex of lizards and other creatures, but certainly not humans. Not that they're viable. In uh, let's say you change the sex from male to female, that does not produce a viable female. That, that's just uh, an image uh, uh, shifting. Uh, image is everything, <laughs> as one tennis mm-hmm. player used to say. But no, no, there's even even plants. Uh, come in male and female, and there's nothing they can do about whether they're male and female. They were made that way. They were created that way by Yahweh. So, if and that's true for all species, you know. And you can uh, you can take all the the hormones you want, yeah. but you're never going to change the underlying bone structure that, right. between a man and a woman. Yeah, yeah. You might crack it some. <laughs> <laughs> you start messing with your bones, you're gonna fra- you're gonna have a fracture or two if you take enough hormones. If they, if they actually do affect the bones, they might. You, know, you never know, you know. Uh, but uh, they're trying to change surface features like growing breasts and for uh, 
female to male, they want to grow a beard. I wonder if a female to male actually do grow beards. I'm wondering if that happens. Yeah, uh, maybe I've seen yeah, it does. Of some of these transgenders, you would not believe uh, one yeah. that I saw. This um, actually a pretty female and was changed into a male with a full, thick beard and, and really just totally, totally different looking. Yeah. You know, how about how about muscles? <laughs> oh yeah, this guy had biceps, had, biceps, yeah. and big shoulders, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it does affect bone structure. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll have to do well, more research I mean, on this. Um, you know, a man's hips aren't as wide right. as a woman. I don't think you can change that with all the, the hormones in the world aren't yeah. going to change that. Yeah, it'd be you difficult. Can... Right. And uh, for a lot of people don't know this, but uh, when a woman goes into labor, uh, a certain number of uh, days before she goes into labor, her hips expand and the uh, the hips actually like a hinge come out to increase the size of the birth canal so there's more room for the baby to come out that's hormonal and there's no way you can mm-hmm. uh, mimic that naturally you know so if if you're converted from a male into a female uh, presuming you could possibly mm-hmm. even give birth because you can't because you don't have a womb okay and you don't have ovaries but even if you could, so let's say that, oh, I can, I, I can see it. I can see it. Dan, picture this. Some doctor comes along and implants a fake vagina <laughs> into a man, right? right? And then he inserts an ovum, okay? And then they do everything they possibly can to make that ovum become a fetus and that fetus to become a baby, right? And so, a time a, supposing they can get that far, now it's time to give birth, right? And they say, "Oops, the uh, the pelvic area is not big enough to deliver the baby. We're uh-huh. gonna have to we're gonna have to perform a cesarean, right?" I mean, folks, this may actually happen. It may come to pass. That's how crazy the, these doctors and so-called doctors and so-called scientists are. Many of them being Jews, of course. So, folks, it's absolutely crazy. You cannot do with hormone therapy what Yahweh has done with the complete male and female hormone set. You cannot do that. Okay, period. Can't be done. You don't know what you're. You don't know what you're getting into. All you uh, wicked scientists, for lack of a better term. Okay. All right. Satanic. Back to oh, Satanic. yes, absolutely. By the way, I noticed something in verse one where it says, to the chief musician Altashith, which is probably a name of a person, Michtam of David. Now, the word Michtam is capitalized, which makes people think that it's a person. But no, Michtam means an engraving. That is technically a poem, Michtam. Okay, so Michtam is a poem, not a person, because the the word is capitalized with a capital M. Some people might falsely assume that uh, Michtam is a title or a name. No, it's it, it's a poem, the, the poem that he's writing here. Okay, all right. So where were you in, in this poem? <laughs> I was on verse four. Verse four. Okay. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me, and behold. 
Thou therefore, O Yahweh, God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors. Selah. They return at evening. They make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Behold, they belch out with their mouths. Swords are in their lips. For who, say they, does hear? But thou, O Yahweh, shalt laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desire upon my enemies. Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And for cursing and lying which they speak. Consume them in wrath. Consume them that they may not be. And let them know that God rules in Jacob unto the ends of the earth, Selah. And at evening, let them return and let them make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Okay, so here's another problematic word in verse 10. The Elohim of my mercy shall prevent me. The word prevent is the Hebrew 6923 kadam. That is to project. Yeah. What did you say? Uh, I didn't hear you. To precede precede me. Come before me. Yeah. Now, that's not what we think of when we see the word prevent. Right. We have have a similar situation in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 where it's a, a, a similar, it actually means the opposite of what uh, it's, it's suggesting by the word, okay? It really means to proceed, hence to anticipate, hasten, meet, usually for help, uh, to flee before, disappoint, meet, prevent, okay? Well, prevent would be the last word I would choose here. So I would say anticipate. The God of my mercy shall anticipate me. God shall let me see uh, my desire upon my enemies. Okay. No, no, prevent just doesn't make any sense here. Okay. No, it doesn't. No. Another okay, not, one of those weird King James yeah. translations. Right. Now, it might have meant something similar in those days in 1611, but it certainly doesn't mean True. that today. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Chapter 60. To the chief musician upon Shushanidath, victim of David, to teach. Where he, when he strove with Aaron Aaronim and with Aram Zobah, when Joab returned and smote of Edom in the valley of Saul, 12,000. O God, thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been displeased. O turn thyself to us again. Thou hast made the earth to tremble. Thou hast broken it. Heal the branches thereof, for it shakes. 
Thou hast showed thy people hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Philistia, triumph thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, which had cast us off, and thou, O God, which didst not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Yep, we're pretty much powerless to tread our enemies down at the moment. We, that's why we have to pray continuously for him to uh, alleviate us of the pain that the Nephilim, that is the fallen ones, today known as Jews, have cast upon us. Uh, interesting here, he says, Judah is my lawgiver in verse 7. Why does it say the Jew is my lawgiver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. They get it right sometimes and get it wrong wrong most of the time, actually. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. All right, chapter 61. To the chief musician upon Negana, a psalm of David. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah, for thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou will prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may that I may daily perform my vows. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We have to perform our vows daily, <laughs> not every once in a while. Okay, good psalm. Chapter 62. To the chief musician, to Jedithun, a psalm of David. Truly my soul waits upon God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing, a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. 
He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs unto God. Well, the Jews don't also, know this, right? <laughs> Riches right. increase, set not your heart upon them. The Jews don't go nowhere with this one. All right. Back to you. They are all about money. Yeah, it's all about greed. Yeah. 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 Also unto thee, O Lord, belongs mercy. For thou renders to every man according to his work. There you go. You of course, you know, you we deserve. can say that about a lot of our people as well. Sure. And, so money-driven and money-hungry right. that they'll do anything for it. Yeah, they become Judaized. Thinking, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they be, belong to the world, not to Yahweh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Especially yeah. if uh, times get hard and they're in fear of losing the money they have, right? Then, oh, my yeah. God, they become very fearful. All right. Okay. That's the tough part is keeping this faith strength when, you know, things get get bad and get tough. Times get tough, but Amen. something we, we have to, to learn to do. Yeah, when times get tough, the tough get nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been there a few times. So Yes, right. So have I. Man, that's uh, some of the worst times you can go through when uh, you realize you don't have enough money to pay your bills. And you mm-hmm. wonder what the heck you're going to do, right? Then uh, that's when people resort to theft. <laughs> yeah. yeah even you lose white your people. job and you don't know, yeah. you know. Oh, man. Don't and then they commit suicide. Yeah. Talk about tough times. All right. All right. Chapter 63. A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips hmm. shall praise thee. Okay, now hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. So but, as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, is he saying that he actually witnessed, uh, saw Yahweh face to face, person to person? Or is, it, is this figurative language? Okay. Let me see. I'm thinking it, it, figurative. Yeah, me, me too. But uh, yeah. to gaze at, mentally to perceive, contemplate, specifically to have a vision of, behold, look. Yeah, so it's uh, even as the word seen is presented here, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a figurative. It's a figurative speech. Okay, back to you. Verse 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, 
because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul follows hard after thee. Thy right hand upholds me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. Amen. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. (laughs) But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. All right. Yeah. Amen to that. The mouth of them that speak lies. Even within Christian Israel, we have too many liars. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're t- telling tall tales about uh, good people like you and me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, okay. Uh, 749. So I think we can do two or three more of these. Okay. Psalm 64. Okay. 64. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in Yahweh and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Who will be glad in Yahweh? The upright. Yes, and the righteous. The righteous. Yeah, but those who are not doing righteousness are are not going to be blessed, so... uh, only the righteous will be glad in Yahweh and shall trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. Can't wait for that day. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So let's see. We, uh, I think uh, these Psalms are so short that we can certainly do a few more. Yep. So. Uh, 65. Okay. To the chief musician, a psalm and song of David. Praise waits for thee, O God, in Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which by his strength sets fast the mountains, being girded with power, which stills the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. 
They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at thy tokens. Thou makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to rejoice. Thou visits the earth and waters it. Thou greatly enriches it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou prepares them corn when thou hast so provided for it. Thou waters the ridges thereof abundantly. Thou settlest the furrows thereof. Thou makest it soft with showers. Thou blessest the springing thereof. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed, pastures, pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered over with corn. They shout for joy, they also sing. Okay. <laughs> the goats and sheep are singing. Now in verse 2, uh, the word flesh. Oh, that thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. So this is a very interesting word. And uh, I'm trying to bring it up for some reason. Uh, my, uh, oh, here we go, finally. Okay, basar. It is basar, Hebrew number 1320. Flesh, from its freshness. By extension, body, person. Also by euphemism, the pudenda of a man, probably also of a woman. Body, Fat, lean, flesh, kin, mankind, nakedness, self, skin. So here's another one of these words that has sexual connotations that most people don't understand, especially going back into the first four chapters of Genesis. There are so many words that have sexual connotations that, uh, you know, the two C, the non-seed letter don't want to accept these, uh, additional definitions of words. They just want to accept the way the King James translation reads and not dig deeper into the meanings of these words. And we find that half the words in those verses have sexual connotations, you know, like tree, <laughs> like the word tree right. is talking about offspring, you know, Adamic offspring, you know, and you have to have sexual relations in order to produce offspring. So they just don't want to accept the fact that these words are talking about offspring and that there's two seed lines coming from Eve's womb. Uh, they just don't want to accept that as a fact, right? But all the words, yeah, I mean, virtually every word in some of these verses has a double meaning, including a, a sexual connotation. All right, back to you. All right. Chapter 66. I think, I think we should be able to get this one in. Okay. To the chief musician, a song or psalm. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Oh, bless our people. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voices of his praise to be heard, which holds our soul in life and suffers not our feet to be moved. 
For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went stop on fire. our necks. Step on our necks for sure. Right. We went through the fire, through water. Thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. And that's all that Yahweh really expects from us, is to pay him our vows. Mm -hmm. That's all he really expects from us. You know, that's how, that's the kind of payment. No, uh, I'll give him a hundred shekels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here, yeah, we, where, where are you going to spend these hundred shekels? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a very, very good verse. I will pay thee mm-hmm. my vows. Very good. Okay. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings, which with the increase of rams, I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Come in here, all ye that fear God. And I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Very good. In Very chapter good. 66. Yes. Okay, so where uh, David talks about uh, making sacrifices. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with the goats, selah. So obviously there's a verse also in Isaiah that uh, your your burnt offerings, I I have no regard for your burnt offerings. Obviously Mm -hmm. we're we're talking here about the spirit in which these, uh, because he, David, not being a priest, he can offer sacrifices of his own to Yahweh, which have no effect on the other Israelites, but that's the job of the priest. But uh, obviously, what Yahweh prefers us to offer is good works, acts of kindness, uh, generosity, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, feeding uh, feeding the starving, you know, getting people out of prison, especially those who don't deserve to be in prison, that sort of thing. Right, mm-hmm. that is that that is a kind of offering that Yahweh wants us to give from ourselves to other Israelites. Okay, that's the reality, folks. And burnt offerings, uh, obviously, all that kind of sacrifice is no longer in effect. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Thank you, Dan. Uh, great you. show today. Glad we were able to get on the air. I think we're good to go for the rest of the my stay here in Harrison. And uh, th- praise be to Yahweh. Thanks to all the people in the chat room for your comments, and we'll see you tonight on Restoration Hour. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. See ya. Okay, take care. Uh Bye-bye, everybody.